0: I'm very tired. I'm yawning, right? Now you're now you're thinking about yawning. So now you're about to yawn. See, like there you go. You just yawned, and now you're watching this in the morning. You just woke up, you're getting ready for work. You're on your way to work. You're driving to work. And now you're yawning. And now you're mad at me. And we're all just in this together. And the Tigers lost two games. Oh, today on Locked On Tigers. You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Today's episode is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB to learn more. We'll talk about them later in the show, too. Okay. The Detroit Tigers dropped two games on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. I'm not going to lie to you. It's almost 2 a.m. And, you know, we got got a half hour of show to do. Then we got some, you know, production stuff and uploading the episode and everything. It's going to be a late one for your boy. All right. It's going to be a late night. Already is. But. This is the last one of the year, last late night of the year for us here. Um, And uh, at the end of the day, we're still talking ball, and that's awesome. So Tigers dropped two in this one, and I'm not trying to just, like, blow smoke up you either. Like, I genuinely think that there is some stuff to take away from these games, and there is some stuff to talk about. It just might not be as energetic as maybe it has been in the past. Or maybe I'm just going to catch a second wind here and just – I really doubt that one, but, but you like, you never know. So let's, I want to do game by game because I do think that these games were so vastly different just from like an effort standpoint, right? Like, and I don't even mean effort. Like I I genuinely believe that if you reach the highest level, like you're competitive, you're trying to win every single time you step in the batter's box, every pitch you throw on the mound. Like I, I don't question major league players talent unless they're like vocally like yeah I'm not trying not talent effort is what I meant I'm going to do that a lot uh, I think because you know it's very late and I'm very tired but so I'm not gonna question effort what I will say is that I I mean look at the lineup that they put out in game two you look at that lineup and tell me that you didn't actually like jump in fear like I, I read that lineup and i was like oh my god i dropped my phone it was like a spider was on my phone i dropped it and like jumped and i was like oh my goodness that was terrifying like that was th- i mean that's that's not right like we can all agree that that, that second lineup that was not cool <laughs> that was that was not very cool but like at the same time you're, you're trying to give, you know, last auditions to some of these guys. You're you're, you you still got to evaluate the talent you have and you still got to just play the rest of the season out and 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 try and see what you got going into the next season and that's what they're doing and they're going to give everybody a look here in the last couple of days. So that's what happened. Um <laughs> Game 1, Tigers lose 6 to 7 in the 10th inning. We talk about effort. You know what effort That's not. What am I trying to say? You know what isn't trying super hard. You know what is a blatant lack of effort. If you're a manager, and let's just like you're an MLB manager right now, okay? You're tied. The game is tied in the tenth inning. You're the home team. You, in the top of the tenth inning, go. You know what? I'm going to put a position player on the mound in extra innings. And I'm going to do that because I genuinely do not care if I win this game. Honestly, I just want this game to end ASAP because that's how little I care about it. So I'm going to go with a catcher and put him on the mound just so that this professional baseball team we're going against, this MLB club, can just tee off on them, and we can just go home and, well, start game two. But we can just wrap this up. Because I don't want to waste my bullpen before the postseason. I, I, I'm i locked in the five seed at this point. I do not give a hoot about winning or losing this game. Let's wrap it up. That is not effort. And yet, your 2022 Detroit Tigers still found a way to lose that ballgame. That takes a special group. That takes a, a, a special group. And it's so, I, I, I Castellani was saying this too, it's just, it's so fitting. It's so fitting that we're here and that even when they got hot there at the end of the year, we end on this note. So fitting. And that's what happened in game one. The offense, I didn't think was that atrocious. I didn't think it was as bad as we've seen all year. Uh, I I thought this was a pretty respectable and and commendable offensive performance uh, until the top of the 10th inning. Um, We'll we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I thought the first nine innings were were, were pretty good at bats. They were working deep counts. And... (sighs) Hitting the long ball. I mean, they, they were they were hitting the ball hard. There was some slugging going on in this game. What they have two homers and three doubles. There you go. Five extra base hits on ten hits, not bad. Victor Reyes with a tank. Spencer Torkelson. We'll talk about him later too, with a tank. Riley Green, nice double. It, you know, wasn't a like a deep gap or anything, but solid contact. Nice double offense was solid pitching side of things in game one Erod six innings, six hits, three earned runs, one walk seven strikeouts. This is a weird one for me. I don't want to be the because I've made it very clear that despite everything that's happened this season, I still think I still support the erod signing and I still think that it's it it has a really good possibility of being a good move for the Tigers long term. This was a weird outing for me because I actually thought he looked really good. <laughs> and like he gave up six hits and three runs. Right. And what were two of those were homers? Give up two homers, almost three, that foul ball to left field. Darn close to it, to to another one, but ended up striking that dude out. So who's the real winner? Like I actually thought he looked good. I thought he had great swing and miss stuff. I thought he utilized the sinker really well as far as just in his um in his sequencing. I thought that he would use it low and in to lefties and get swings and misses, or he would use it you know low and away to righties and he get ground balls. He got double plays when he needed them. Like, I thought that the average exit velocity, even with the two homers, was under 84 miles an hour, 14 whiffs total on the night, 31% CSW percentage. I thought he actually – I was watching this game, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. I I was upset. I haven't been upset giving up runs since June. But, like, in this game, I was up – because I was like, come on, man. Like, can we have something? Can can we really – I don't I don't want to whine but like golly man can we we have can can something just like go our way like I I thought he looked really good and now no like you know he gave up it's a quality start still you know even with the homers it's not a terrible performance but like I I, I really thought he he should I guess that's kind of weird to say should have because he, he did give up two homers that were very hard hit and not in good, well, one of them I actually thought was located pretty decently, still the one on the inside part of the plate. But yeah, the other one wasn't for sure. I don't know. I just I, I I thought this very easily. This was like two pitches away from genuinely being like six innings of shutout ball with seven or eight Ks. And instead, we're talking about three and runs, and and his ERA is raised over four on the season. It's like, okay, I I don't know. I I I I just. Again, give me some, man. Give me some. I, I I was genuinely upset for, I guess, kind of for Erod, just because I I, I thought that he pitched a lot better than this final stat line is going to show. I thought this was one of his better outings since coming back. So nothing really to complain about. I, I still see me personally, and we'll talk about this. We'll do a deep dive on everybody. I think we're going to give every single player. At least that played in the majors, maybe even the entire 40, man. Who knows? We'll see how much time we have this offseason. But we're, we're going to have a lot of time this offseason, especially in the postseason when, like, nothing's happening here and we're not playing games. So we're going to do – we're still going to be at five a week, right, for episodes. So we're going to do, like, deep dives on, you know, one player an episode and just do, like, a complete breakdown of, of them and their season and letter grades and probability of them being on the roster next year and all that But anyway, back to the point, I I, I think with Erod, like we'll do a a deep dive on his weird season as a whole. But I I still really like what he brings to the table and I still really like uh, what he can provide this team going forward. So, okay, let's get to the rest of game one and then obviously we'll get into game two as well. But first, I got to tell y'all, like I said earlier about our friends over at Simply Safe, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. Just not possible, right? At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect me with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents. Who always have your back? Here's why I love it. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you the moment that a threat is dedicated and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. It's great. Simply Safe blankets your home and protection, advanced sensors for every room, window, door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you if a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats in your home. Their monitoring experts are proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break in is real. So you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan. And get your first month for free. Just visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. What is up, everybody? Welcome back here, segment two of Lockdown Tigers. Uh, okay, let's finish up game one. So we talked about Erod, Alex Lang, command just went away. I mean, pretty much entirely. That's why you saw what you saw again, like was really struggling in August. Then September, especially the last couple of weeks of September, looked really good again. And then now running the season on a sour note, Andrew Chafin recorded one out, I guess, you know, got a walk in that one kind of struggled with command, but like, whatever, we know what Chafin is. He's a good pitcher. The big story for him is just opting in or out of that player option this offseason, season. Uh, Miguel Diaz pitched in game one as well. I like what I see out of him, man. He, he's nice. I I, I don't particularly think that he's longed for the roster, but uh, he'll, you know, he'll stick around professional baseball. He'll get a look if it's not with us still, which I mean, it might be, um, I, 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 again, I kind of like his stuff. I kind of like the movement on some of his pitches, but if it's not with us, it'll be uh, with somebody and it might be a minor league deal. It'll probably be a minor league deal. Almost assuredly actually, but I still think that he's uh he's got some room to grow there and uh he'll he'll get somebody to to bite uh Jason Foley one inning, one hit, one strikeout I thought he looked great and then Gregory Soto so yeah let's let's just have that conversation now, right let's just get that over with um yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you I this is so crazy. That this conversation is even being had. This is so crazy. So if you're a longtime listener of the show, if you're somebody that has followed me since, well, I took over in what beginning of June last year. Um, but I mean, even before I was the host of Locked on Tigers, if you were somebody that was familiar with me or my work before being the host of this show, uh, I was a massive Gregory Soto's fan. Massive. I, I, I loved him. I I still do like adore him as a human being. I think he's a great dude and, and his family is adorable. And like, I, I, I I love the dude, but when we're talking about on a professional level on the baseball diamond this year, You can't, the the frustrating thing is, you can't even say, like, this has been a train wreck. Like, no, he has a 3 3 ERA. Like, the the intangible stuff is still there. And there's still within him, there is still a pitcher that can be great. Like, great, great. Like, that is still, he has all the intangibles and all the tools and all the stuff and all the ability to be unbelievable and that's what makes him so frustrating to so many people i think because th- there there is a semblance there is the the structure in place to be a, a darn good reliever and this season has just been really rough uh, on the command there was zero steps forward taken from last year to this year, as far as command, maybe even, I guess you could argue a step back. It's been really not great. And like I said, we'll do a full episode breakdown on everybody. There's a lot of of really fascinating stats and numbers and and, and analytics that we can kind of look at with Greg. But, you know, in this game, like he got outpitched by a catcher in the 10th inning. And I know that that's also a huge reflection on the Tigers' offense. And we'll talk about that after I'm done with this conversation because that's obviously true as well. But, like, stat line to stat line, a catcher took the mound for the Mariners and left with a better line on the day than your two-time All-Star closer. Like, that can't happen, dog. Like, it can't. And I, I every day, this is what I want to say originally, and I just went on a tangent. Every day, I become more and more convinced that Gregory Soto might be a casualty of the offseason. And it might not make it to uh, be wearing an old English D come March or April of 2023. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. He's one of the biggest question marks, I think, in this entire organization as far as what to do with him. Maybe the biggest, to be honest. He's definitely up there. We'll, we'll talk about it more in depth in the offseason, which is literally a day away. So we'll, we'll have that conversation pretty, pretty soon here. But this was just a highlight of uh, a really <laughs> – a very Gregory Soto year. Okay, offensively, like I said, in this game, Gregory Soto did, like, objectively, his stat line is worse than a catcher's, but that's also because your offense mustered, like, one cheap hit against a catcher, and, like, if it wasn't for an error, you you wouldn't have recorded any hits. You couldn't hit the ball against a catcher, a position player. This is the first time that a position player not named Shohei Ohtani has recorded a win on the mound in like eight years. I I was, I I don't even know if I had, I was probably in driver's ed. Like the last time that a position player, again, not named Shohei Ohtani, got a win on on the mound. This is absurd. And your offense is, is, Probably more to blame than Gregory Soto, to be honest with you. That's embarrassing. I don't care that they were some deep fly balls to the outfield. There was like two. There were ball, a, a lot of balls hit into the ground. A lot of routine fly. Like, what are we doing? A catcher. What are we doing? Why am I asking that? This is game 161. We know that this is one of the worst offenses we've ever seen. There's the answer to your question, Scott. Thanks for coming. Okay, let's just move on. I'm I'm done with it. That's really it for game one. This was a game that the Mariners literally tried to lose because they would rather just not waste everybody's time and not have to use any of their arms in their bullpen heading into the postseason. And yet they still ended up winning because that's what good teams do. They find a way to win. And that's what bad teams do. They find a way to lose. There you go. Okay. Okay, cool. Let's move on. I don't think there's any other offensive performances that I really want to talk about. Uh, well, Torkelson we'll get to at the very end. Victor Reyes. Nice homer. Nice game. That's literally it. Okay. Game two. Tigers lose game two by a score of, what was that final? Oh, six to nine. Okay. So, nice game. Let's We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it right after this. All right, welcome back here. Segment three, third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. Thank you all for uh, for hanging with me this year. I greatly appreciate it. I'll do a, a more prolonged and thoughtful and emotional thank you uh, after the season ends, but greatly appreciate all y'all. Okay, game two, Tigers lose six to nine. Uh, not a nice game, but... You know, got to stick to the bit with that one. Um, so one thing I really want to start with here is Justice Sheffield, right? The starter for the Seattle Mariners in this one. I used to be, when he was a prospect still, I was a huge Justice Sheffield believer. I, I really thought that he was him. I thought he was going to be really good and and just hasn't lived up to that at the major league level. Has really struggled getting swings and misses. They tried him out of the bullpen. They tried him starting um, just is, is is having kind of a hard time getting his sea legs under him he, he's been a lot more effective out of the bullpen I think that he'll probably just end up staying there but they're trying to give him a look as a starter to end the season here gives up five earned runs in five innings not very good against a again terrible lineup like I made all those jokes at the beginning I mean they they put up five runs off the starter and six runs total like, that's that's not good if you're Justice Sheffield. So uh, I, I'm not sure he'll ever get to what was once bestowed upon him. Like, I was a really big fan of his when he was a Yankee, just in the sense that I really thought he was going to be some something and, and be someone uh, someday, but hasn't, hasn't really blossomed into that. But, like I said, sub-4 ERA out of the bullpen this year, good on him, found a role at the major league level. Huge props. That's very difficult to do. I hope that uh, he has a lot of success going forward and everything. Um, it, it was just, it's always fascinating watching those those kind of dudes that, that are, I don't know. That's a unique situation. I always find it fascinating. So um, what didn't make him effective in this one was command. I mean, for starters. And that's why he has been relegated to the bullpen, and that's why he has not been very effective. His ERA as a starter is like 5'8 or something ridiculous, right? And that's be- mostly because of command. Like, the stuff plays as seen by what he's done in the bullpen. But, yeah, it's tough tough to tough to really hone in and, and be a solid starter when uh, you, you struggle with command on a consistent basis, which he does. I also don't really... Like the shape of his slider, I don't think it's a very—it's like a great pitch, and he threw it a lot. He threw it more than any other pitch, and the Tigers just kind of teed off on it. To be honest with you, um, that and the changeup actually—that's my new answer. The changeup is is actually the pitch that we absolutely teed off on, and it, it was a changeup that did not move very much vertically. Uh, I guess it was kind of a difference in velocity but like for the most part i mean we were it was batting practice with the changeup. we were absolutely smoking that thing all over the field all game not a very effective pitch for justice sheffield so like good on, good on the Tigers hitters, but uh just something i want to talk about was just him just because i think he's had such a fascinating career already up to this point um when looking at the offense for the Tigers, Akiba do with two walks. I like that. I mean, like, s- solid end to the season. The last two weeks of the season, he finally found his bat that had been lost for the first 145 games, which is not really helpful, but it's something. And it's something that we look, when we look into next year, we go, okay, he ended on a high note. Obviously, not the season he wanted, but. Maybe the the bat speed is there, man. Like that's the thing about a kill. do the bat speed really is there. It's just, um, I, I don't think bat shape w- was bat shape was swing shape. I guess I'll call it what was really there kind of a his swing was kind of all over the place, but the bat speed is there. The intangibles are still there. He can, he can be something. So I expect him to still be a, in the organization next season. I don't expect him to be a casualty of uh, Scott Harris's first off season as head of player ops, but, Uh, A nice end of the season is always nice to see Spencer Torkelson. Let's have that conversation now before we go any further. There's not too much else to talk about really besides torque. So let's have that conversation. Now, two home runs in this, uh, not in this game, but in this day and at what he went three for five in game two. So like on the day, he had four or five hits and two of them were homers just absolutely mashed. And so, what what do you how how do you what do we even say right now what do we even say what what do we where do we go from here legitimately like i'm asking where do you think we go from i think there's a million different possibilities and a million different answers he continues to show flashes of being a darn good hitter but right when you get your hopes up He goes two for 30 and you're like, okay. And then he'll get your hopes up again. And then the season ends and he doesn't have a chance to go two for 30. And you're like, look at that. Ended hot. No, but for real though, like all season, it's been just like flashes and people are like, oh, like in his, and you know, in the last week, he's got an OPS of eight fifty, and He's got a couple of homers and then he'll go a month where he has three hits. And you're like, golly. And I, he he talked about it, and, and they had an interview with him for some reason before the game today. I don't know why, but, uh, you know, he said basically, like, I don't suck, and I know I don't suck. And uh, that kind of his entire life, whenever he's gotten promoted or, like, moved up to the next level, he's always struggled at the beginning and then found himself and kind of went supernova. You know a full season is a big sample size to still kind of be in that mindset, but it's the major leagues it's the hardest in the planet, so like maybe that's justified. The big question is just what do you do next season? Do you just roll into opening day and you're like torque is first base and that's it or what what I think they'll end up doing and this you know my opinion on this could change in a week, but my my opinion today on October 5th at almost 2.30 in the morning, is that uh, Spencer Torkelson, I think, is going to go into opening day as the starting first baseman for this team. But I also think that they are going to get someone who is versatile and plays a good first base. And if things go awry, he'll be on a little bit of a shorter leash than he was... This year, even though he did get sent down this year at the end of the day, but I kind of on a short leash and like, if it doesn't go well, then, Hey, we brought in this dude that plays a good first and third. So like, it's not a problem or we bring in like a, like a Cronenworth type who can play kind of like anywhere and be a positive defender at first base. Like that's, I think that that's probably the direction they go, but we'll see regardless a great way to end the season. Great way to end the season. That's just objectively true. It's got to feel good. Both of those homers were nukes. Those were tanks. Like 423 and 410 or something ridiculous. Like distance-wise, 110 miles an hour off the bat for one of them. Like absolutely ripped. And the second one is why there's still hope and why I still think he's going to be good. That at-bat was a chess match that he won. Pitcher kept going low and in, right? Well, first, he almost hit him in the face. Then, like, kept going low and in. And then got into that position where it was heat low and in, torque maybe a little bit, timing off. off. What the heck English am I trying to say right now? Timing was a little off, Right. Then he went breaking ball low and in, tried to get Torque out on the front foot, didn't really fool him a whole lot, threw a couple of balls, and then just kept pounding the low and in corner through a breaking ball that hung way too much and caught a little bit too much of the barrel. And Torque said, screw you for thinking that you can just keep throwing the same pitch over and over again, and I'm not going to adjust, and took it to Jupiter. Those are in at bat adjustments that are very I- impressive. They're good signs. He got a barrel on it. He again sent it into orbit. Like there's still stuff there. There's still building blocks there. And I, and I think so many people have just completely given up on him. And like, I, you know, I guess like to each their own, I, I guess I don't blame you. This was a, a catastrophic season for the entire major league team. So like, if you just want to bail on people, I guess that's fine. But I, 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 it's still it's it's one season of a number one overall pick, and he was good in the minors. I st- th- there's still something there. All right. Um, Jamer had a hit. He had a couple of hits in both games. Um, I I mean I don't think that's really saving him, but you know whatever. Good 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 looks. We'll talk about him. That's going to be a heck of an episode when we do his deep dive. Jonathan Scope with a knock. Um, kind of same conversation as Candy. I don't expect Jonathan... At this point, I really don't expect Jonathan Scope to be on the team next year. I'm going to be completely honest with you. We'll just get that out of the way right now before we get to his breakdown episode. Cody Clemens. Grand slam. Super cool moment in this one to give us the lead before we then inevitably blew it. But, like, cool for a little bit there. Um, And then, yeah. Like, I honestly, in the same conversation, I'm not sure that really affects cody's future but like super cool moment objectively super fun to watch um brennan davis first career hit at the major league level awesome first career hits are always cool no matter what so very cool moment cool to see him smile nice piece of hitting too so yeah cool moment as always pitching there is no pitching in this game will vest started this ball game he he did not do well. He's not a starting pitcher. Elvin Rodriguez comes in. He got absolutely rocked. He actually had some swings and misses and like got his strikeout numbers weren't bad. He had five K's and three and two thirds. There, there's some stuff there as far as like stuff. There is some stuff as far as stuff. Like the, his movement on some of his pitches aren't bad, but like, no, you know what I mean? No. Um, Garrett Hill then came in, had zero command in this game. Absolutely none. Uh, th- okay. There you go. Next. Daniel Norris, two innings, no earned runs, no hits, no walks, four Ks. He looked fantastic. Daniel Norris looked great. And for as much as I like, I feel like every time I bring him up, I just talk about like, oh, he's, you know, whatever. I don't care. Cause he's not going to be here next year. That's still true, but he'll be somewhere. And that's all that matters. And that's impressive. Because this dude got, you know, bailed on by the the team that brought him in halfway through a season. And the Tigers just brought him back. And he has a three, four, five, three, four, five ERA on, on the season now. And in his last two weeks, it's it's even lower than that. He's gonna get work somewhere. Whether it's a major league bullpen job, whether it's kind of like those Willie Peralta, Drew Hutchison minor league deals, whether a 40-man deal, but like you're in the minors thing maybe, I don't know, but he's going to get work next season for how good he looked in a Detroit Tigers uniform in 2022. And that's not only a testament to him, big ups to Daniel Norris, but it's a testament to this coaching staff as we've said a million times. Chris Fetter's unbelievable at his job. Okay. That's it. I'm going to bed. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan. Sorry, Sully. Brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team. And the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sorry for making you yawn at the beginning. Sorry for reminding you of that and making you yawn again right now. Sorry that the baseball team you root for had a absolutely disastrous season. But from the bottom of my heart, thank you for uh for for continuing to support this show and myself. I will never be able to to really articulate that. I uh, and again, we'll we'll I'll do a we'll do a big season ending thing Uh, after tomorrow when the season is officially over. So, schedule for the week. We'll go over that really quickly before I send you on your way here. Tomorrow's going to be a game recap, like an actual game recap of game 162. I know it sounds ridiculous, but, like, I'm going to do it. So, we're going to talk about the game just like a normal game recap. And then Friday. On Friday, do you want A mailbag? where it's just like, hey, ask me questions, put them in the YouTube comments, put them in my DMs, put them in a reply. I'll probably tweet out like, put you know, reply with your mailbag questions below. Like we can do that for Friday and and just do like if you have questions about players, if you have questions uh, about the future, if if you have stuff you want to talk about that happened this past season, if you want to talk about 2023, if you have – Questions about me, you know, what's my like hair routine? Like, you know, if you, whatever, um, maybe we do that or we do like our full, just complete recap, everything that happened in the 2022 season. Uh, and that'll be the Friday show as well. And again, we have a lot of time. So like, if you want to do, maybe we'll just do that. Maybe we'll just do, well, I don't know. The thing, like we have time to do both. We'll just whatever one we don't do on Friday, we can just do Monday. Like we don't, like we, we're on a c- completely different schedule now. We don't have a game to talk about every day. Like we we have actual like content, like conversations we can talk about. We don't have to recap a game every single night. So we can we can do a lot. We're gonna have a lot of fun this off season, and I I, I really can't wait. I'm am It's the most excited I've been for an off season. May, maybe. I don't know. Last year, I was pretty excited heading into the offseason, I guess. But I'm really, I'm really pumped for this offseason. I'm really pumped for Scott Harris. I'm really pumped for to have to be the host of this show during an offseason that doesn't have a lockout that takes away three months of content from me. Like I'm actually really pumped for this offseason. Um, so we're, we're going to have a lot of fun. A lot of guests lined up. A lot, a lot of fun stuff headed, headed this way. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff to talk about. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll do something on Friday, and it'll be good. And if I we do do mailbag, we'll talk about it tomorrow as well. We'll figure it out. All right. I'm just rambling at this point. I'm so tired. I'm so sorry. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. And I'll catch you all tomorrow when we recap the final game of the Detroit Tigers season in 2022. Go Tigers, baby.